0: friends, it's the time of year where it's easy to slump into the sweats wearing kind of Netflix watching, weight gaining, munching through the day. Um, And a lot of times that actually may be you trying to gain calories, which is glycemic energy to try to get energy because many of us start to lower our mood and we don't feel as good during the holidays. Um, Many times that could be a part of seasonal affective disorder. And we have the preeminent specialist, Dr. Shyla McGain, and I'm just so glad that you were able to share on this podcast. Thank
1: you so much for having me, Dr. Shannon. I think this is such an important topic and I'm thrilled you're covering it for your listeners and viewers.
0: Thank you so much guys. Check out this episode. And if it's not even just for you, maybe you can share it with somebody who may be struggling with some seasonal depressive holiday blues. Uh, we have a lot of nicknames for it, but many times we're experiencing mild depression and may not even realize it. And so we want to be the kind of community that are looking out for our loved ones, our friends and our community. So please share subscribe, and we will see you as you watch this episode. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining us. This is Unlock You with Dr. Shaden Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us and let's get started. Welcome to Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. And today I am very excited to introduce a very new friend that my darling assistant researched. We said, okay, a lot of people are coming into my practice saying I'm noticing being more irritable and moody and cranky, and I just want to be in sweats. I want to stay in bed all day. I don't want to go out. There's a lot of binge watching of the Netflix situation happening right about now. And so I said, well, let's find the expert. Who can we interview? That's not necessarily my specialty living in Texas and California and Hawaii. I have not been in a lot of the cold States, but I can tell that with the weather changing, that it really can affect people's moods. So Alana found Dr. Shila, and she is incredible and well-versed and we researched her. And so basically just fangirling you at this point. And it's a huge privilege to have you as a guest on the show. So Dr. Shila, how'd you get interested? in seasonal affective disorder. Well, thanks so
1: much for having me, Dr. Shannon. It is such a, a privilege to, to be here and I really greatly admire your work. Well, to be honest, I came about this from a personal perspective. I um, finished my, my schooling and did a fellowship out of California. I loved love the California weather and the Bay Area at Stanford. And there were you know, many days during the winter where it was sunny skies, no clouds, and you could go out there with a t-shirt and exercise. And when I moved to Wisconsin to start my job at the University of Wisconsin, it was brutal. My first two winters were really tough. I was ill-prepared. I didn't have the right gear. I hadn't taken up a winter sport, and I really struggled. And so I got curious about this dip in mood that Many people find during the winter months, but especially people who are vulnerable yeah. are those living in northern climates to say, if we can't, you know, we can't get out of winter, how do we work with it? And in and, and particular, really developing a winter survival plan or developing some of those winter survival uh, skills that we'll talk about today.
0: Yeah, that's perfect. And thank you for sharing about your own personal story. I think it usually makes the audience feel more like they're relatable and that they, you can get where they're coming from. Um, so what might be what might be some symptoms of if someone is struggling with seasonal affective disorder?
1: Yeah, seasonal affective disorder or SAD for short is a form of clinical depression that occurs seasonally. Mm-hmm. Typically it's during the winter months, but occasionally it can actually occur during the, the warmer months like summer. And when people are wondering, do I have SAD or not, you're looking at a recurrent pattern during those those months seasonally. And in particular, people tend to exhibit one, one of two symptoms. Number one, that they feel down or depressed most of the day, nearly every day. Or number two, they just no longer have interest or pleasure in things that they typically enjoy doing. Then there are some secondary symptoms that tend to co-occur with one or both of those other symptoms I mentioned. Things like fatigue. You mentioned difficulty getting out of bed earlier, maybe eating or drinking too much, Um, feeling more sluggish sluggish or restless. Um, There can also be sleep disturbance as well, maybe oversleeping, that kind of sense of, I wanna be in bed all day, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning, or lack of sleep. And at the more severe, and there's a sense of helplessness or hopeless, hopelessness or even suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to say that that affects about 4 to 6% of the general population, but about 10 to 20% have a milder form mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. often referred to as the winter blues. So it's not as, pre- the, the symptoms aren't as prevalent. There's not as much impairment, but yet people feel slightly off or just like, gosh, I'm just not feeling like myself or I'm having trouble getting things done, then we might think about that as being more of that milder winter blues that happens in the winter.
0: And so if you've worked with people, do you have any testimonials or stories of things that they've done or tried that have made a change that can kind of give our audience one recognition of maybe I'm dealing with that? And two, what are practical things they can start doing?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I think first off, just being proactive, not waiting until sad sets in, but really being proactive to safeguard your, your well-being and mental health by doing some of these tools and skills that I'll mention, you know, in particular, making sure you're moving during the winter, regular form of exercise. You and I were chatting about you got out exercising and, and, and the nice uh, Texas weather here, we're yeah. about to have a, a snowstorm coming here in Madison and I'm thinking about getting out those cross country skis. So depending on what climate you're at, there may be more pro- appropriate forms of, of exercise, but that is one of the best things we could do for our mental health. And it's actually a really effective form of treatment for depression in the mild to moderate forms. Yeah. So in particular, you are struggling with your mood or you just want to keep your mood elevated um, as we go into the, these, these more uh, wintry months of January and February, think about exercising at least three times a week or at least half an hour at a time. And I've seen in my own practice that when people really adopt this, they just feel better. You know, if we, we, we have to move our body, we were born to move. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and there are just so many forms of exercise and really fun winter exercise. You know, I took up cross country skiing when I came mm-hmm. here. Um, snowshoeing I got last year for the holidays, and I've taken that up. Or maybe if you're in a warmer climate, you can just get out and go for a run uh, in, a, in shorts and a tank top.
0: Which leads us to the natural sunlight being one of the cures. Yes, you know, if you live
1: in certain climates, like some of the northern climates, it's really gray, you know, I'm looking out the window here over here, and it's a really gray day, and I remember a few years ago here in Wisconsin, we had like 21 straight consecutive gray days, so because of the shortened daylight hours in fall and winter, that can really disrupt our natural circadian rhythms. So exposure to light could be beneficial. So on those sunny days, make sure to get outside, you know, even if you have to bundle up. Um, and if the sun is streaming into your house, make sure you're opening up those shades early in the morning. You might choose to eat your breakfast by a window so you get some of that natural sunlight or curl up with a book by a window on a weekend and enjoy some of that natural exposure. And light therapy mm-hmm. is a really proven effective treatment for people who struggle with seasonal affective disorder. I know I personally use it myself. It's a, a light box, a special box with a full spectrum light where you sit in front of it for about 30 minutes in the morning. And that tends to counteract the effects of seasonal affective disorder in a sense that kind of mimics that that sunlight. And I always recommend that people speak with their physician before ordering that kind of special light box just to make sure it's appropriate for you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think we'll have some links below that people can have some options to research just to make it readily available. Um, And what about supplements? Are there things people can do on the natural side as well?
1: Absolutely. Um, You know, that again, when we think about um, in some of these Northern climates, the sun's rays aren't strong enough for our body to produce enough natural vitamin D3. And so supplementation can be very helpful. Um, Again, talk with your physician to see if this is something that is recommended for you. In particular, uh, taking vitamin D supplements daily is an option. Or also, and I think, and in addition, just um, identifying natural sources of vitamin D3 in our food. Yeah. Uh foods such as fish and mushrooms are great sources of vitamin D3. So great to add those into your diet and consume them regularly.
0: I love it. And another natural resource, I go to dr Ax, axe.com. Um and I have no affiliate agreement, but I just recommend his stuff he has a lot of great resources on natural exercise supplements sunlight all the things that we can do so I just want to make sure our audience feels equipped that we don't want to just share a problem but there's a lot of solutions um, how about kind of some of that social engagement or lack thereof that can happen and be a component so this has been
1: especially challenging during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Many people are feeling a sense of loneliness and isolation. It is just hard to connect um, face-to-face in the way that we did pre-pandemic. Many people are vulnerable due to various health issues. Um, and people you know, don't often feel safe going into group gatherings with people. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways we can really safeguard our mental health is to stay connected, even if it's in a virtual format, because we know one of the most protective factors against clinical depression is strong social supports. We really wanna be proactive of reaching out to people and finding ways to connect in a way that's safe for you and feels comfortable for them. Maybe you do an outdoor activity with with people or setting up those Zoom calls. And just reaching out. You know, I think sometimes when we fall into depression, we get very self focused. We think about um, our own struggles and and turmoils and strife and forget that there's great need out there and we can be of service and really contribute to others. And so when we think about that, I think one of the ways of really staying connected is generosity do something for somebody else, do a random act of kindness for a stranger. Yeah. Recently, I was going through the drive through at a coffee shop and I had one of those wonderful moments where the, the cashier, the checkout person at the drive through said, ha, huh, the car in front of you paid for your coffee. You know, like $2 cup of coffee, but it made my day. Mm-hmm. We forget little things like that that we can do anonymously or maybe we have an, an aging neighbor who's alone Um, This winter, we leave a plate of cookies out on their on their front stoop for them, you know, those little things, again, get us out of the smaller me into the larger we so good and it it improves our our outlook, you know, we we feel a value really can give us a pep in our step and a boost in our mood.
0: Absolutely. And I love what you're talking about. When we get depressed, we're so navel gazing and aware of our own emotions, and it creates a negative feedback loop that I don't feel good about myself. I'm not contributing. I'm just a lump on a log in my PJs for like the sixth day in a row. And so that's naturally going to become more depressing. And then it's creating that feedback loop instead of acting in the opposite, where I may feel like staying inside, but what would my heart really desire? And now, doing that for the person who, you know, you send them an Amazon gift or you send them something like um, a card or writing somebody a note that just lets them know I'm thinking about you, it can really invigorate and it can release good positive chemicals inside of our own body and then get us out of that rut and start to make the decisions that are in alignment with hope and vitality and social engagement, which like make life so much less depressing and a lot more positive.
1: Yeah, and I love that you brought up writing a letter. That's kind of a lost art form. And, you know, people can remember the last time they received a letter and how, how joyful that was. Uh-huh. And so I think you're really speaking to, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money, maybe just the cost of the card and the stamp yeah. to, to reach out and and really instill some hope in somebody. And often when we're conveying hope, it helps reignite it within ourselves. Yeah. Um, so looking for those little opportunities. And I think, you know, to... To have good friends, we need to be a good friend. Um, mm-hmm. And there's certainly, we live in a time where there's a great need. People are really struggling at this point in the pandemic. And I think just reaching out and saying, I care, I'm thinking about you, I'm here, you know, I, I thought of you with this, that just makes such a difference. So appreciated. And it really benefits us as well.
0: I agree. And now circling back to the circadian rhythm. So if our audience, if some people don't know what that is, can you just define it and then help us unpack how do we steward our circadian rhythm? Well, yeah,
1: circadian rhythms are the the natural rhythms in the body that really regulate our sleep wake cycle. Mm -hmm. And that is um, because again, of the shortened daylight hours that can really disrupt Um, our sleep. Um, So again, when it's dark out at four here in Wisconsin or maybe Texas, it might be 5 PM, you know, you start to feel sluggish and you lose energy and you want to go to sleep because again, it doesn't get light till later we can find ourselves pretty drowsy or maybe sleeping too much or napping and then waking up in the middle of the night and having trouble falling asleep. Mm -hmm. So again, early exposure to light first thing in the morning, and then trying to keep light on in the evening till you go to bed is very helpful of keeping those circadian rhythms on um, balance. And again, that exposure to the natural light. The other thing I'm thinking of is walking around in my neighborhood um, the other night with my puppy we were going for a walk and they're all the holiday lights,
0: uh-huh. you know?
1: And we, we tend to do that in December, maybe till January 5th and take them down. But you July. might even think about, okay, yeah, exactly. Maybe July, right? Celebrate Fourth of July with those. But you might think about having some of those lights, whether it's candles or twinkle lights, you know, just to create a little bit of beauty in your environment. Mm-hmm. That can be a really nice, or having a fire or images of a fireplace people sometimes put on their TV if they don't have a natural exactly. fireplace. Exactly,
0: I love it. Those
1: kinds of little things we, we think about, you know, the comfort that they bring, that mm-hmm. sense of coziness. Um, and I think that allows us to feel, even if we're kind of staying in because it's a cold winter night we feel that sense of kind of connection and coziness and
0: contentedness,
1: um, which also can really help boost our mood.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think in a world that runs on discontentment as a way to get us to buy more things, follow more trends, um, there's a definitely a market to try to keep the world discontent. I think it would be a great opportunity for us to talk about the importance of gratitude and even keeping a gratitude journal. Um, some of my clients have tried, I think it's called the uh eight principle. I'll have my assistant put the link in the the tree below, but it's really fun to start writing down the things that we're grateful for. I think a thousand gifts is another really great resource that um, several of my clients have found helpful. So just being intentional to even go through a workbook or something inspirational, a book club, which you could do virtual as much as in person, either way works uh, for your schedule. And a lot of us live really far apart. And so I have best friends and like most, Most the different states and um, uh, several different countries. And I know we have audience that uh, several of you are in other countries. And so we just wanna honor you and hopefully you can get together and do some virtual book clubs or workbooks. Now would be a great time to dream into your future. That many times that uh, natural rhythm of life that we have the very go fast pace. And then winter naturally creates this kind of hiatus where we can rest and replenish. If we go into depression, now we're wasting all of our good chemicals and we're throwing off our chemistry. But if we could use winter as a time to start dreaming into the next year and uh, starting to create bucket lists, and what would you love to start doing? Would you love to bake or cook or sew or garden? You know, there's a lot of indoor gardening if you're in a colder region and using the, the water and the the light for the plants on the inside of the house, Um, I think there's just so many brilliant ideas that if we can get out of functional fixedness, which is that mental state where we're just rigid and my life is boring and, you know, I don't get out of my PJs. I just watch shows or scroll through social media, try to get work done. It feels like Groundhog Day and that's naturally going to understimulate stimulate. And we need to be stimulated. U stress is that level of moderate amount of activity and stress, which is good. Uh, both Dr. Shyla and I are both in U stress right now. Uh, distress is that high level we don't want to live in, and then that you know under stress that's not a good place either. We need to be passionate and alive and living for something bigger than ourselves. And so in a place of hope and vision, now, if you're writing out a vision board and in some of my drier, lonely, sad seasons, uh, when life was not glamorous, I would just start getting out my dream binder and filling it out with tabs for each section of life that I wanted to fulfill. And before I know it, I'm now living a lot of those dreams that it felt kind of like, weird and random to write them down, Um, but you write the vision, you make it plain and then you start running in it. And so for many of you, whether you're in a colder climate or you're just kind of more isolated in this season and you can feel your mood getting weighed down, this would be a fantastic time to see it as replenishing, pulling back. Like if you were doing a marathon, this is the time where you're refueling, you're getting your Gatorade, your water, and you're investing into your inner life. And your ability to envision a future that is more hopeful and positive, rather than just the plateau of every day being sunny and bright, um, that would get kind of lackluster as well. But we found that colder cultures, they usually are more industrious. They're more inventive and creative because you know, the necessity, then you create more, you innovate more. And a big part of our channel is trying to encourage entrepreneurs and innovators and dreamers, and you can do something amazing with your life. And we all have the same number of days relatively, and we get to do something with that. And so my encouragement is many of you may be feeling, just kind of irritable, you might have just kind of a low grade depression or just feeling off, uh, definitely go to your doctor, get help, make sure you're pursuing it on the practical sense, but also in your emotions and your soul, making sure that whether you need therapy or a life coach or a spiritual director or something that's helping to invest into your emotional wealth to restore vision and hope for your future. And we want to just thank you, Dr. Shaila. Is there any other like tips or takeaways or anything else you'd love to share with our audience.
1: Well, I love that you highlighted gratitude and that's, you know, free, reflecting on three good things a day and the research shows that within just a couple of weeks we're 2% happier, within 6 months we're 9% happier just by reflecting on our gratitudes. And it's also something when you're with somebody, think about doing a, an appreciation practice mm-hmm. of sharing a couple of things that you appreciate about the other person. Yeah. That really helps that, that close bond. And then lastly, you mentioned self-care, right? And I love the vision board setting some intentions during this time. Winter is a time of rest, reflection, and restoration. And so you can use that to dream a little bit about the upcoming year, Um, set some of those bigger dreams, Um, uh, get creative, Uh, think about what's in your heart, what you're longing for. And I think that kind of work plus good self-care really allows you to plant the seeds that will really germinate and bloom in the, the warmer months ahead as we head into 2022.
0: I love it. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. And we are just so elated and grateful that you joined us today. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, My amazing assistant will add a bunch of links below. Um, And we just want to thank you and invest into you because you are a world changer. And if I could, I would reach out and hug all of you and just celebrate you and cheer you on as you're running after your future as we enter into 2022. Love you, guys. and I'll see you for the next episode. Hey, thanks so much for watching this episode of Unlock You. It is our dream to invest in you. And one of the ways you can do that is by getting more of the bonus material, the content, and to know about future events. Head to the website, drshannoncrawford.com, subscribe to the newsletter, and you'll be the first to know what we're rolling out. And we want you to truly get unlocked so that you can thrive, not only for yourself, but also for the great calling on your life. Let's link arms and do it together. See you in the next episode.